Today's episode is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginsOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use promo code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So, the good, Jack Hughes. The bad, that game. The ugly, what if we lose against the Ottawa Senators? We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And we need to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly for the New Jersey Devils. So look guys, uh, I'll address the elephant in the room. I saw the game against the Winnipeg Jets and it was awful. That was just uh, one of our worst losses of the season, if not our worst loss, because uh, the goaltending was awful, the execution was awful, and quite honestly, uh, coming into that game, the Winnipeg Jets were uh, in the bottom tier of the Central Division. They were third last in in the division, and yet somehow, some way, we made them look uh, like a very dominant team, and that's just pathetic. That something like that can't happen. But I'm gonna save that towards the end of the episode because I don't think you guys really want to hear me talk about uh, that bad game for the New Jersey Devils and. Like I mentioned in yesterday's episode, there's a lot of topics that I really need to catch myself up on, and so that way you guys can hear my opinions on it. So let's start off with Jack Hughes. So uh, Jack Hughes recently signed an eight-year, $64 million extension with the New Jersey Devils, and look, when I first heard that Jack Hughes was going to be given an extension, I was like, okay, no, duh. He'll be given anywhere from three to five years, but Oof, the, the New Jersey Devils, they're putting a lot of trust in Jack Hughes and their overall future. So, you know, I, I guess a casual fan, when they look at Jack Hughes, they're just like, you know what? He's a good player, but at the same time, he hasn't really done anything to earn that kind of money. So when we're looking at his rookie season, uh, he appeared in 61 games. He had seven goals, 14 assists for a grand total of 21 points, and he had a plus minus of an astonishing negative 26. And then the following year, he appeared in 56 games, had 11 goals, 20 assists for a grand total of 31 points and a plus minus of negative three. And this season, obviously injured for most of the year, appeared in five games so far has three goals, one assist for a grand total of four points. And he actually scored in the game against the Winnipeg Jets and that cut the lead to one goal after period number one. Obviously, we'll talk about that a little later. But for right now, I guess a casual hockey fan, when they look at Jack Hughes, they're just like, has he really earned that kind of payday? But New Jersey Devils fans, we are aware what Jack Hughes brings to our roster because, you know, he brings the speed, he brings the assertiveness, he's good in the offensive zone, he's also pretty good good in takeaways. We, we saw what he was doing uh, for the first couple of games of the year in which he was uh, leading the New Jersey Devils in takeaways. Not only that, but he was tops in the NHL at the time in takeaways in just two games played because when you look at the games that progress, like you, you saw that uh, some players had 10 takeaways. They were leading, leading the league and we were like five or so games in. And then you look at someone like Jack Hughes, he only played a full game and then 
uh, like one third of a game because he got injured in that uh, Seattle Kraken game. And yet somehow, some way he was stacking up the takeaways and he was also asserting himself in the offensive zone and just helping the flow of the New Jersey Devils offense. We saw what he did last year with Quokinen and also uh, Sharon Govich. And, you know, look what Sharon Govich and Quokinen have amounted to this season, despite us having high expectations for them. And a large part of that is uh, not having Jack Hughes with them to help bail them out because, you know, I, I said that was going to be an X factor coming into the season, which was can Quokinen and Sharon Govich maintain what they were able to do the previous season and because you we all know that Jack Hughes is going to thrive but can those two players thrive hypothetically without Jack Hughes and the answer was no because we've seen both of those players be healthy scratches recently so uh, Jack Hughes um, you know to the casual fan it might raise some question marks but for us and for me personally I kind of like the extension because uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw my Locked On Now that I posted a few days ago in which I discussed the extension for Jack Hughes. It kind of sets our organization up for the future and it kind of gives us that centerpiece to focus on. So obviously we have Dougie Hamilton signed to seven years and now we have Jack Hughes signed to eight years. So there's our two best players right there. So I said on this show before, I said Jack Hughes and Dougie Hamilton Both of them are arguably our best players. You got Dougie Hamilton on the defensive side of things, and then you got Jack Hughes on the offensive side of things. We signed Mackenzie Blackwood to an extension uh, before the start of last year, and so he's sticking around for a couple years. Then uh, we can run it back with the same group of guys next year. Uh, There's obviously going to be some question marks, but uh, during the course of the offseason, I said that the New Jersey Devils need to work out an extension with Jack Hughes because I think he did earn an extension because uh, after this season, if this season were to conclude and we didn't give him an extension, he would have been a restricted free agent. And look, we we all know he was going to stay, especially since we drafted his brother. That's uh, one of the reasons why we drafted him, just for precautionary reasons. But, you know, uh, I was just like, let's work out an extension. And I was just saying, okay, three to five years, that should do it. But eight years, and he's going to be here for a while. And uh, I don't think he's uh, mad about that in the slightest because he took to social media. He posted his excitement. He posted his happiness. And uh, he's excited. So uh, he said this in an interview with ESPN. He said, I mean, obviously frustrating about the game. Uh, But aside from the game, really fortunate to be here for eight uh, more years at least. And really thankful for Dave Blitzer, Josh Harris, and the ownership group, and Tom Fitzgerald. Really thankful. And when I step back away from the game, it's really exciting day for my family and myself. So when he was talking about the frustrating game, he was talking about the 5-2 loss that the New Jersey Devils suffered against the San Jose Sharks because uh, it went from good day to bad day. So right now, the Devils were not really looking too good right now. And dropping our last game against um, the Winnipeg Jets and then previously the Minnesota Wild and now the uh, San Jose Sharks and we've we've been giving up a whole lot of goals recently and uh, like I said I'll discuss that a little bit more later but going back to what Jack Hughes so uh, here's what uh, Blitzer one of our owners had to say he said we all know what Jack means to the team on and off the ice he's an unbelievable player and a fantastic person his future is incredibly bright and he will be a pillar for our franchise for years to come so there's key word pillar for our franchise so we just need those players that we uh have established on our roster so um during the course of the offseason and during the course of last year as well i just said the new jersey devils were just trying to find our identity we're trying to try 
different things and things of that nature. And, you know, I, I was saying the key thing going into the offseason is just finding that glue piece, finding that person that can really help us bring things together. And that's what we got with Dougie Hamilton, which was now we have him signed for seven years. And then we got Jack Hughes signed for eight years. So look, guys, we're going through a rough patch right now. And I, I, I get we have every reason to be concerned about the state of the New Jersey Devils right now. I talked about it in the last episode in which I was a little confused as to why Lindy Ruff was playing Jack Hughes at a winger position and Fitzgerald was just basically saying that um, he was just trying to uh, put all of his best players on the same line and just, you know, keep them all in the top six, like I said in the last episode. But uh, overall, uh, the one thing I want to say about uh, Jack Hughes is like, he's our best player. So uh, he doesn't adapt to the players. The players adapt to him. That's how it works when you have uh, a, a good player and you have a player like Jack Hughes' caliber and we see what he's potentially capable of doing. So have the players adapt to him. Don't have Jack Hughes adapt to uh, the players and putting him at the winger position, you're showing that you're having Jack Hughes adapt to the players when it really should be reversed. Someone else should be playing out of position so Jack Hughes can uh, get the most production that he could potentially get. But, you know, going back to the contract, I kind of like it, guys. And as some of my religious listeners might know, I'm not really the biggest fan of long-term deals. But in this instance, since Jack Hughes is young, he's showing promise and uh, he's really uh, shown uh, what he brings to this organization. And overall, we got to take into consideration that his brother will be here in a couple years. So it really sets things up for the future and makes things a lot more exciting. So uh, the, the three things I just want to reiterate is that now we have our pillar for the future. Uh, we have our centerpiece and also just look at the future in terms of just the duo of Dougie Hamilton and Jack Hughes. So you got your established player on your defensive side of things. You got your established player on your offensive side of things. And then you got Mackenzie Blackwood for a couple more years. And then you got the even uh, further future when uh, Luke Hughes is ready to sign his entry-level deal, join the New Jersey Devils organization, and play alongside his brother. Because right now, Luke Hughes is tearing it up for the University of Michigan. And similar to a lot of other uh, great players in that draft. So right now, I, I really like uh, what uh, the Devils organization did for that uh, eight-year, $64 million extension. Very impressive. And I don't think anybody in New Jersey was complaining with the extension of Jack Hughes. I think everyone, including myself, was just a little surprised with the length of the contract because, like I said, my prediction was three to five years. But, you know, eight years, you know what? It kind of makes sense, especially with Dougie Hamilton uh, signed to seven years and uh, also just having a few players signed to uh, multi-year deals, just trying to just find those players to mesh together. Obviously, we got Nico Heizer signed to a long-term deal as well. So, um, you know, I, the Devils are just finding the, those key young players to sign to uh, long extensions. And quite honestly, you know, if if uh, Sharon Govich was having the year that he was having last year, then we would be having this talks about, you know, when is it time to give Sharon Govich his uh, fair days pay at work. But for right now, that's not going to happen. And obviously, we got Dawson Mercer as well. So uh, just a lot of things to be excited for for the New Jersey Devils, despite 
uh, these last few games not being pretty for them. So let's just think of it from this perspective. Let's just take a few steps back and just see the future is bright. So Jack Hughes and Dougie Hamilton, those are our pillars. And then, you know, you got your supporting cast and hopefully we can find some more diamonds in the rough. So, you know, we got Alexander Holtz down in Utica. Uh, Dawson Mercer is, uh, you, you know, making a name for himself in the NHL level. Probably won't win the Calder Memorial Trophy, especially with the season that Lucas Raymond is having, but still will finish in the top five guaranteed. And then uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, Nico Keiser. So all those guys, and it's really exciting to see what the future holds. And I think another guy that the New Jersey Devils need to consider um, signing to a long-term deal uh, once his contract is up after not this season, but next season is Ryan Graves because I think Ryan Graves is having a pretty, uh, like I said, silent but deadly kind of impact on the defensive end for the New Jersey Devils. And uh, there's a lot of players that I think the Devils should look at in terms of just giving extensions so that way we have our future set uh, even further. But uh, going back to uh, Jack Hughes and wrapping it up a little bit, here's what Lindy Ruff had to say about the overall impact that Jack Hughes brings. He says he's a tremendous competitor, a great kid. He's got this attitude that it's never say die, and he always wants to be out there. So we all know Jack Hughes wants to be out there for the New Jersey Devils because uh, he was the only forward who played in all 56 games last year, and he finished uh, tied for second in the league with 56 takeaways. So look, uh, we're not really talking about that, but you know, there's the overall impact from Jack Hughes. Though. Those were uh, some improvement stats for him, like I said at the uh, beginning of this episode. So overall, we know what Jack Hughes brings to our roster. We know what uh, he's capable of doing. And uh, look, I, I know it's been a rough patch for the New Jersey Devils, but you know, once we take a step back and just reflect on uh, all the uh, good things that we do have going for us, you know, I, I think the future is bright. And you know, yeah, this year probably is going to be. Another throwaway year just based on how the Devils are playing and can they shape it up. But overall, uh, we, we, we just got to see. And we just got, like I said, just take a step back, chill out, and everything will come into fruition. Maybe not this year, maybe not even next year, but sometime. Now, I think it's time for a live read. And the first live read this morning comes from Primal Origin Oils. So if you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're the guy who has never considered the benefit of treating your beard with product, Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in the beard products available. This is due to the exotic carrier blend with oils like raspberry seed, rose snip, and chia uh, seed oil. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the U.S. of A. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad that you did. So not only are the products and dedication to quality top-notch, the company was founded for a noble cause. The founder, Stephen's mother, was uh, injured in a car accident. The company was started to pay for her treatment and recovery. So as many of you might know, I have a beard. I love taking care of it, so I use Primal Origin Oils, and it actually works wonders. So... Uh, We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beer to the other companies you've used. 
We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember to use Locked On gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the promo code Locked On at checkout for 20% off PrimalOriginsOils.com. And now the second live read comes from Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. So this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even the, uh, better than a candy bar. Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with descended flavor, uh, covered in chocolate but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the benefits of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors. Have you uh, had a hard time choosing? Well, you have to choose either raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you the extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. We all know how hectic that could get. Because it's the season of peace and love. Don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavors, they'll fight for it. And trust me, things could get out of hand. So are you friends with Santa? Well, tell him to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. And if you've been good this year, maybe you'll uh, get your wish. So want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar in a popping hot cup of cocoa. Like some of those marshmallow treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate, taste so good, you won't believe they're filled with protein. So the offer is go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 50% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, so... Uh, I'm not just going to do this episode and pretend there's not an elephant in the room. We need to talk about this overall just terrible outing from the New Jersey Devils. And everything was just bad. Okay, look, look the offense was pretty decent. I'll, I'll give it that. So, you know, we were able to cut it to one goal in period number one. And then uh, with the help of Nico Heizer and Ryan Graves, we were actually able to take the lead at one point. But then we completely went blank. Jonathan Bernier was absolutely awful this game. But on the bright side, we were finally able to get a power play goal. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. And it came with our first goal uh, of the game, thanks to Damon Severson. So overall, when looking at this game, it was awful, guys. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no excuse. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, the Winnipeg Jets, they were third from last place in the Central Division coming into this game. And we made them look like if they were like the Minnesota Wild or something. That that was awful. Like, I'm surprised, you know, we haven't lost that kind of game to, like like I said, the Minnesota Wild. Or uh, I think we did lose that kind of game to the Florida Panthers but you know, or, or the Tampa Bay Lightning, at least. I don't know. But what is it with the New Jersey Devils with giving up three goals in period number one? That cannot happen. Something needs to change for the New Jersey Devils in terms of assertiveness, in practice, whatever the case might be. Because something is not working. Something is not clicking. And I really hope and pray to God that Lindy Ruff has not lost the locker room. Because if he's lost the locker room, then I take back everything I said in terms of me defending him. He will definitely be on the hot seat. So when looking at this game for the Devils, it was just a very bad outing and just just up and down the boards. And those last three goals that Jonathan Bernier gave up before uh, Mackenzie Blackwood had to come in and just basically save face at that point, unacceptable. Like Jonathan Bernier... I expect better from you. Like, where was the Jonathan Bernier at the beginning of the year? I don't know uh, if he's still injured or battling something, but overall, that that's not the kind of outing that I expected from someone like Jonathan Bernier. 
and I, I, I don't I don't know what else to say. And quite honestly, guys, like if we play like that again against the Ottawa Senators, then definitely there's going to be some change in the New Jersey Devils organization. I can guarantee it, or you know, I'm not going to 100% guarantee it, but I will definitely you know put my bets in my bank account and just say. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Lindy Ruff and his staff will be fired if they lose that kind of game again. But uh, y- you know, it, the 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 first period's just not good for the Devils. I don't know what what's going on, but overall, just I, I expect better effort when we start a game because it just seems like the first period, especially the first few minutes or so, somehow, some way, we always just continue to get beat, and it, it's a recurring trend right now, and it's a trend that we need to break ASAP. And we need to break it against the Ottawa Senators because I was basically, you know, very confident going into this game because I thought uh, the Devils had a guaranteed win. And but I guess just playing a back-to-back game just put a lot of wear and tear on the bodies of the players. But I, I don't know. I don't get it. But overall, just Jonathan Bernier, just not a good outing. Um, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood came in, also gave up two goals, but. Overall, um, yeah, just, just I, I don't know what happened with Jonathan Bernier. Uh, fun fact, our uh, goalie coach actually had to uh, sit out the last game against uh, the Minnesota Wild. I think it was due to COVID or some sort of sickness. Please don't quote me on that. But uh, needless to say, he, he wasn't uh, with the team uh, during our game against the Wild. So uh, that's all you really need to know. But overall... For, for the Devils, it was just, it, it was just, it was bad. It was awful, and I don't know what else they could do. And quite honestly, guys, th- this is kind of a little concerning because losing that kind of game, and especially when you had the lead. The Devils had the lead, but it's one thing to give up a lead, but it's a whole nother thing to basically just give it up without some sort of fight because after that, the, the Winnipeg Jets, they scored five, count them, Five unanswered goals against the Devils. Ay caramba, talk about a bad game for the Devils. This is one of our worst games of the year. It was pathetic. It was embarrassing. It was an absolute um, run amok. It was an absolute disaster. I'm running out of adjectives to describe how awful it was. And, you know, I'll, I'll use another adjective. Awful. Yeah, there we go. So, overall, just the impact for the Devils this game just was non-existent, especially on the defensive side of things and also the goaltending side of things. Offense was pretty decent. And, you know, it's nice to see uh, someone like Jack Hughes finally get a goal after coming back from injury. And then you uh, got someone like Ryan Graves, who's actually been playing somewhat better for the New Jersey Devils because, uh, interesting fact, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but Gianni, uh, he goes by at Gianni uh, NJD, he said Ryan Graves had two goals in 54 games last season with the Colorado Avalanche. Ryan Graves uh, got, uh, scored his third goal of the season in game number 22. So I think from an overall offensive impact, I think um, Ryan Graves is doing better. Um, I, I still think uh, his forte is still on the defensive side of things, but uh, that's just my personal opinion. But overall, so we, we talked about the game for the Devils, which was not good. And quite honestly, I think we all saw how awful it was. It was a comedy show. And I and trust me, guys, some of your tweets, uh, they kill me. They crack me up. So, you know, keep sending in more jokes uh, like that if the Devils continue to play like, like how they've been playing. But 
overall, yeah, just just not a good impact. Now, what's going to happen to the Devils in our next game against the Ottawa Senators on Monday? Well, I'll talk about that in a second. But first, I want to give you guys the third and final live read this morning. And it comes from betonline.ag. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So, BetOnline has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march to the playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Once again, please gamble responsibly and also visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. So obviously with a loss like that, there's obviously frustrations, there's obviously confusion, and it's just like, where do we go from here? And I talked about it with Seth of Locked On Wild in the last episode, like, what what do these next few games mean for the Devils? What do these next few games mean for the Wild? Yada, yada, yada. But obviously we're going to focus on the New Jersey Devils and how this affects them, but when we're looking at someone like the Ottawa Senators, again, that's a team we somehow, some way, just got to beat because the Ottawa Senators, they're in the bottom of the Atlantic Division. So right now at the time of this recording, they've uh, played in 21 games. Their overall record is 5-15-1 with 11 points. Yes, 11 points. That, that has to be a gimme win for the Devils. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it other than the Coyotes. Um, uh, the, they're one of the worst teams in the entire league. And when we're looking at the Winnipeg Jets, we, we uh, helped them and they, they improved. And like I said, coming into that game, they were in the bottom tier in, uh, of the Central Division. So they, they were um, just above the Blackhawks and the Coyotes. So overall, w- what's going to happen next for the New Jersey Devils? Well, for starters, I would like to see some more assertiveness from period number one. Because period number one really sets the tone. And if you fall behind in period number one, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. You're, you're not really doing yourselves any favors. Like there, there's got to be some assertiveness. There's got to be ways to clear the puck and just look more aggressive out there. Because look, it's a, like I've said many, many, many times on the show before, it's amazing when the Devils trail, come back, take the lead, tie it up, whatever the case might be. That's great and all, but you cannot just keep relying on that. So you cannot just be relying on dumb luck to just bail you out of prison. This isn't like, um, I, I've never played Monopoly, so I, I don't know if this example makes sense or not. It's not a get out of jail free kind of card. Uh, when we're down by so-and-so points, we tie it up and we take the lead. It doesn't work that way. And like I said, at one point we did take the lead against the Winnipeg Jets and then um, they were able to score five unanswered goals on us. And you know, here we are. So overall for, for the Devils and their uh, overall impact and what's next for them, it's just like if they drop it against the Ottawa Senators, like if they lose like similar to how they've been losing the past couple of games, then I can assure you 100% there's definitely going to be a change uh, for the Devils because when you look at Peter Laviolette, look what he's been able to do for the Washington Capitals. And then, you know, you look at Gerard uh, Gallant, Uh, for the New York Rangers and look what uh, Gerard's been able to do uh, for that organization and 
now look for uh, Lindy Ruff uh, for the New Jersey Devils. Kind of a similar situation with uh, Gerard Gallant uh, with the Rangers. Just a tad bit. Both young teams. Both were trying to make a name for themselves last year. Both of them were just trying to uh, make a name for themselves and make it into the playoffs. Ultimately, they fell short. And uh, I, I just want to say, like, I'm aware that Gerard Gallant was hired over the offseason uh, due to uh, all the uh, controversy that took place around the New York Rangers organization. I get that. And so don't come at me. I, I get the facts and I do my research. But overall, uh, you know, when you're looking at the impact of uh, the Devils for the next game, I they, they just got to step it up. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And, uh, you know, I, I just need a hero. My, that's all I need. So. Uh, let me know what you guys think uh, on Twitter. That's As for today, that's all time I have for you guys today. So continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And remember what I said, we focus on the good, we focus on the bad, and we focus on the ugly. And we had to say the unpopular opinions, and I felt like uh, I was able to do so. So I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.